It is time to take it back. Oh, man, it's time to go back in history, review some amazing things that happen in the entertainment history, or the entertainment industry, I should say. Man, we got a lot to talk about. We got a lot of TV exits again, TV series finales. Yeah. I, what's up with that? I, well, <laughs> I mean, you know, because... Unlike nowadays, where you don't even get a year to get an audience. Oh, yeah, right. Back in the day, you were allowed to to stay on a couple of years and build an audience. Yeah. And I think that these all these like finales that we always have in the mm-hmm. weekend history now, it's because people became so attached to these characters yeah. and these shows because most of them ran a decade or longer. It's a good and point. You, and you get attached to them, and so the finales are huge. That's a good point. I mean, some of the biggest rating numbers of all time are these finales for these shows. Yeah. But newsflash back then they let you build it <laughs> right they let you get attached to the characters yeah now three weeks in if you're not hitting a certain number you can kiss it goodbye and yeah like, how do you build an audience exactly i can I just... imagine it's very hard but we're we're gonna get into it man we're we, gonna we, get into damn it damn right we are <laughs> <laughs> oh man for but for this week in history this today you have myself jlo fantastic and the one and only mouth was fresh in off the drive from Carolina. Yes, indeed. Oh, man. Tired. Probably going to need some coffee. Yeah. But, but we're going to do it. You know, you know. All right. Let's start off with Monday, May 13th. Uh, we got some stuff going on. Let's start off with 1970, the Beatles movie, Let It Be, premieres. Yes. This is just one yes. of their greats. Uh, absolutely. And, and I should mention, it's a fantastic year, 1970. Mm, is it? Yeah, is it? Yeah, it is. It happens to be my birth year, but you know it's okay. <laughs> this other thing happened that year, too, with the Beatles, that little group. The yeah, Beatles, that little know? group. Yeah. Oh man! We can only hope that the ants become as big as the Beatles were. Right. I mean, tell it. But yeah, let it be. Like you said, just one of many numerous massive projects that these guys had, and the film. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, I loved how they made the transition into film a little bit with the yeah. music and stuff. It, I mean, let it be. Probably, if you haven't seen it, watch it. One of the greatest films, in my opinion, ever. Yeah. If you just like the Beatles and you like music and you like good filmmaking, that's funny watch let it be yeah there you go i mean seriously can't get any simpler than that no (laughs) and in 2004 also on may 13th it was the final episode of frasier which was watched by 33 million people see that's what i'm talking about 33 million people Mm. i mean that's crazy it is crazy but frasier beloved yeah again honestly coming from cheers like yeah yeah and i I mean and guys if you if you listen to the full podcast industry news over the past few weeks and everything we've been talking about this kelsey shopping a Frasier reboot. Yeah. And the only That'd speculation be crazy. Is, is that he doesn't want uh, Frasier to be in Seattle anymore. Oh, really? Yeah. No, Shit. he wants it out of Seattle. Yeah. And now, unfortunately, that Proven Innocent, which I'm very mm. pissed about, again, one of those shows that couldn't build an uh, audience because yeah. they didn't get any time. Yeah, it's canceled. So Kelsey's free. Uh, free. You know, let, let, but from what I understand, numerous outlets, mm. not just broadcast networks or yeah. cable networks, but also Netflix and the streamers. I mean, that makes sense. They're interested in it. They yeah. all kind of want it. So Yeah, I mean, he's brilliant. He's a genius when yeah, it comes to Frazier, the creative. Yeah, and man, I, it would be so good. Yeah. It would be so good. Agreed. And it's been long enough. Agreed. You know how sometimes these reboots, yeah. they're too soon? Yeah. This has been long enough for yeah. Frasier, I think, to come back and, yeah. and be successful. And honestly, I was kind of surprised because when it said 2004, it ended in 2004. When did Cheers end again? I forget. Like, in the 80s or something? 90s? 90s. 90s? 90s. Okay. Yeah. So it, like, picked up a few years later. Okay. That makes more sense. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I think they, they may have crossed 
one year mm-hmm. where like where they were both on kind of like where they yeah. spun him off and maybe cheers had a year or two still to go before yeah. it ended and free but yeah i mean they were both on for so long mm. yeah it's hard to remember when but yeah yeah seriously you want to take over tuesdays all right all right tuesday may 14th 1989 god i'm loving the years bro 1989 <laughs> was a hell of a year for me good year uh the final episode of family ties this mm. one with 36 million people watching now i know a lot of people were attached to that one yeah i mean michael j fox yeah but <laughs> alex p keaton yeah I, no no can't do it you can't. i'm not gonna get into politics i'm not gonna do it but I can only imagine how many conservatives yeah. that Alex P. Keaton spawned in the 80s oh, under shit. the Reagan era. Yeah. Because, you know, he, he was hardcore with the briefcase, the thing, hardcore Republican conservative. Yeah. Which is so funny because Michael J. Fox, not. Not, but yeah. But Alex P. Keaton, <laughs> yeah. wholeheartedly, and it was brilliant. But I got to imagine, yeah. Again, a very beloved show. I mm-hmm. think people were very attached to those characters. Yeah. But... In 1998, mm. nine years later, if you thought the 30-something million by Frasier and uh, Family Ties was good, right. Seinfeld's Oof. finale aired. Seinfeld. And this is just mind-boggling. 76.3 million people Damn. watched that finale. Mm. Now, I want to say that that's probably, it was a two-night finale, we yeah. should clarify. Yeah. So that 76 million total was probably 30-something million the first night, 30-something. Right. But combined yeah. viewership. So, you know, we don't want to hammer family time. Right, yeah. Time, like, you know. Yeah. Um, and commercials. This is like Super Bowl and shit. Yeah, this is the crazy thing. During the finale of Seinfeld, $2 million a pop for a 30-second commercial. Yeah, that is I mean, like Super Bowl, Super Bowl shit. Yeah. Especially back in 1998. Yeah. Like, can you even But they got to be paying them people. Yeah, Remember, seriously. Seinfeld was one of the first shows where he got ownership of the show. Mm, yeah. And the cast renegotiated yeah. for a piece of the profits yeah. as well. Yeah, so, friends learned a lot from Seinfeld, honestly. Yes. Yeah, Seinfeld is banking like millions and millions of dollars a year. And I mean, so are the friends. Yeah. And just from the ownership of the show yeah because once it went into syndication mm-hmm. they get them royalty checks exactly. and it isn't just the royalties from the acting it's the ownership so yeah when, when tbs buys the reruns yeah and however pay, many times it's played right, or whatever they get a percentage of whatever that was paid yeah to to buy that those re- i mean it's insane it's insane god bless them it really is man but that's one of those shows that's just gonna stick around forever i feel right. like and the classic the show about nothing. It yeah. Was literally a show about nothing. Exactly. I mean, like, there was no point. No, they just there, uh, yeah. showed up at Jerry's apartment most of the time talking about whatever. Exactly. I mean, you know, I mean, like, I don't know. No, no exactly. <laughs> uh, it just, yeah. Oh, uh, shit's so funny. But, Maybe they were developing the B movie or some shit. But the, I mean, it translates, though, because, I mean, I feel like most stand up comics. They really get up there and they just talk about nothing. Yep. It's talking about whatever hit them that day or that moment. I mean, I know they work on their routine, but yeah. it's, it's very much just what's happening right now. Exactly. And I felt like Seinfeld was very much that. Yeah. Every week, the writer. They bring a lot of like what's in their life into the show. Exactly. Yeah, or into their stand up. Yeah, exactly. And I feel like less. the writer's room on Seinfeld was like, what's going on this week? What did you get? What did yeah, you get? exactly. Oh, you did that? Oh, and then that was in it. Yeah. That was the show. So, yeah. Brilliant, though. Yeah. I'm absolutely brilliant. Honestly, I'm going to let you have Wednesday because I know you want to talk yes. about this one all right <laughs> not around in this year no 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 <laughs> 1928 wednesday may 15th 1928 
the mouse. The mouse. The mouse we strive to be bigger than every day. The mouse, Mickey, made his first ever appearance in a silent film called Plane Crazy. Mm. Now, I don't think this one was ever debuted anywhere. I think this was only like made and they tried to shop it around, but it was not successful. (laughs) And remember, Mickey didn't start off as Mickey. So this, that I mean, this this is Mickey Mouse, mm-hmm. Mortimer Mouse, and Oswald debuted before Mickey. Yeah, I mean Mortimer kind of transformed into Mickey yeah. and became the Mickey that we all know and love. But it was actually Mortimer Mouse and and Oswald. They were both played in in movies well before Mickey was. So yeah, yeah, super right. crazy. I, wouldn't you like to see playing crazy though? Mm, I would. Yeah, I mean just to see like the history, man. That's that's legendary. You, honestly, you just nailed it history night the mouse man 1928 eight Oof. you see what they're doing today yeah, exactly That's all i'm saying dude to have that kind of longevity in this industry exactly not only to have the longevity but the massive success mm-hmm. i mean they've had ups and downs but for the most part since yeah roy and roy founded them they have been successful for that yeah. long of a period of time, which is yeah. just insane. Agreed. I mean, kudos to them. Yeah, seriously, just rocking and rolling. And All right. Yeah, this one's you. This yeah. one's totally you. Yeah, this next one, Shrek 2, it premieres at Cannes, which honestly I think was a huge step forward in the kind of like the computer animation because that's when it was all becoming new like the first Incredibles coming out like Finding Nemo and stuff like this so I feel like the Shrek series and the Shrek franchise really put a step forward in the animation game. And now do you think because you're right I mean it, it it's a cartoon. Yeah. And Cans legitimately and and most likely would be argued the most important film festival Agreed, in, the, yeah. in, in the industry. Yeah. If you're a filmmaker, that's where you want to be. Yeah. Um do you think that Steven Spielberg and Jeffrey Katzenberg the fact that they were involved in DreamWorks SKJ they it had to have had something to do with a cartoon playing at Cannes, right? And I, I mean, such a commercial yeah, cartoon. Yeah, I mean, it wasn't like an artsy. This was a no, commercial yeah, film, definitely. I, I just feel like they had, to yeah, have like to have had something. that like that name backage, like to have that name backing like the franchise. Uh, yeah, definitely. And I remember, felt like... that's when DreamWorks was new. Yeah, and in fact, so new they were still called DreamWorks SKG. <laughs> exactly. I mean, it's before they dropped the SKG. KG, exactly. which is, by the way, for anybody who doesn't know, Spielberg, Katzenberg, and Geffen, mm-hmm. the three founders of yes. it. Yes. Um, so, yeah. I, just interesting to me, because you don't think normally, you don't associate cartoon films at Cannes. No. But yeah, seriously. Especially, like, back in that time. I mean, I feel like, especially back in the early 2000s, they might have been rejected at such a huge film festival, I yeah, feel like. so. Absolutely. I mean, absolutely. it's very interesting. It's very interesting. Now, this next one, 2005, the very next year, Star Wars Revenge of the Sith came out at Cannes. And I remember I was so excited for this film, and then when I saw it, I was so happy, but then I saw it a few years later, and I was like, damn, this looks awful. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean... Like, I remember everybody was waiting for this one. They were waiting for Anakin to turn into Darth Vader. And then when they saw it, they were like, really? That's what we got? I will say it was the best out of the prequels. Agreed, of that prequel. I mean... That, it, was, it, that, it tril- was... that trilogy was bad. Yeah, and... I... It's so disappointing because, like you said, I think everybody, when they announced that they were going to do the prequel trilogy, everybody was like, ah! Like, oh, shit, yeah. And then it was like, it just was hammered. Yeah. I I, I, I mean, felt like 
it didn't get any recognition, honestly. They didn't like the way the CGI was. They didn't like the atmosphere of the outer space scenes. They didn't like the lava scenes at the end where he's, like, decomposing and, like, burning half of his face off. Yeah. So, I... I think... But it was a lot to do at that time. It was. So, and I think that people retaliated against George Lucas, in my opinion, because he went away from what I think made the original trilogy as epic and special and, and, and endearing to the people the, that it was, which was old school filmmaking. Yeah. I mean, while it was cutting edge technology in the That's 70s what it and was, everything yeah. that he was doing, it was still miniatures and like and different. Yeah. It, and it was camp. Yeah. And, and he just put this huge emphasis of CGI and digital effects yeah. and shot it on digital. It wasn't there like yet. It, just, it wasn't, the technology wasn't there no. yet for you to take that kind of like leap, yeah. I guess you and could I say. I think if he had just gone old school filmmaking yeah. and kept in the guise and the feel of the original trilogy, I think it would have been much more, and Jar Jar. Yeah, agreed. I mean, yeah, that, that, oh my gosh. A lot of people hate that, Jar Jar. yeah. I mean, that poor guy, Ahmed Best. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I mean, he literally, guys, he almost committed suicide. Holy shit. All of the that he took. Wow. I mean, it was that bad that this guy almost killed himself over it. I Damn, mean, I didn't know that. People did not like Jar Jar. And Natalie Portman, I just saw an article. I love that. You're so on top of it. The history, man. She just had an article uh, this week, in fact, where she still is, is hurt. And disappointed at how much the the prequel trilogy was hated. Mm. She she just she takes it personal. Yeah, and yeah, because she was involved in all three of those. Yeah, yeah. And it, you know, if it makes her feel any better, people were not a fan of the second one of the the you know the post trilogy. Yeah, you know, I mean, the first honestly, one came out flying, but Ryan Johnson's one. I mean, people did not like. Yeah, it. well, I mean, that's why my that question gets brought up in the back of my mind so much is. Do these people care about Star Wars anymore, you know? Well, I can say at least J.J. does. Oh, yeah. J.J. has made no point that he is he's going to fix whatever the fans didn't like yeah. in the second one and going to end this thing right, yeah. apparently. So I feel like there's a couple people that maybe still care. Yeah. You know? So. Yeah. I mean, we shall see, man. We shall see. Yeah. Uh, mm. Goodness gracious. Uh, 2009 on May 15th, Farrah's story was airs on NBC. It followed the battle of Farrah Fawcett's story, her battle with cancer. Yeah. Oh, man. I I just remember this just being a downhill thing, and then when she died the same day as uh, MJ there. Yeah. And, well, <laughs> and I felt so bad for her. Yeah, because it got, it got overshadowed. Because you, ha- you have to understand, Farrah Fawcett was an icon yeah. in the 70s. Mm. I mean, she's probably one of the most recognizable women in the world. Yeah. The 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 posters on Charlie's Angels, the feathered hair, yeah. the 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 bathing suit posters everywhere and like one of single-handedly the most recognizable iconic women in the world mm-hmm. at that point. And stayed that way. She kind of went down a little bit. She had a huge resurgence in this TV movie that she did called The Burning Bed, yeah. which was about domestic violence and abuse and she oh, was wow. killing her husband. Resurged her back to the forefront. You know, and was living the life again with her career, and then got the cancer. Damn. But so my point, why I was why I said I felt bad for her though, because like J Lo said, when she died, oh, it was everywhere. Everybody was talking about it. Legendary, you know, icon, uh, you know, blah. blah, blah. And, and then, then MJ died. 
a little bit later that day, yeah. and then there was nothing. Nothing. Farrah Fawcett was like an afterthought, yeah. like fourth page in the newsroom, yeah. <laughs> kind of obituary type yeah. thing. And I just felt bad for like her because she was she stuck. was an icon. Honestly, and, and honestly, a staple in pop culture. Yeah. If you are into pop culture and you know your, uh, everybody knows who Farrah Fawcett yeah. is. And Farrah Fawcett Majors, if you guys didn't mm. know, was married to Lee Majors, the What's Bionic it? Man, yeah. for quite a while. And mm. like, yeah. So that was interesting. Fun facts, man. Fun facts. Yeah. Man. Yeah. She was Farrah Fawcett Majors when she was on uh, Charlie's Angels and yeah. was married to Lee Majors. Yeah. And that didn't go so well because, you know, they both had hit shows and they yeah. were kind of like having yeah. things. And, you know. Uh, that'll cases. tear up a, mar- a marriage, yeah. but it didn't last long. Yeah, but they were like one of the most iconic couples. In the yeah, 70s. that makes sense. So, that makes sense. I mean, this next one I'm really excited about. Thursday, May sixteenth, nineteen twenty nine, the first ever Academy Awards. Yeah, the f- yeah, man. Want, taking it back we're gonna be it this year so we are we are mm-hmm. we might just be on the red carpet outside yeah but we'll but be there we're gonna be there <laughs> like yeah dude 1929 and remember this was like in a little side yeah conference room yeah, at a just, hotel exactly it wasn't like this big yeah. huge thing that, that it is now there. and they would announce the winners hand them the trophy and then they'd go home yeah it was like no big after parties exactly no big. and they celebrated like uh three years of film like the three years prior yeah. to 1929 for the awards so. which is just amazing yeah. to me like and now i mean it's like yeah exactly uh, the, the after parties the governor's ball mm-hmm. like they're more important i feel like now than the, than actual, the actual oscars oscar ceremony i mean it, it's oh, yeah <laughs> but back then i feel like back then too it I liked the smaller kind of ceremony yeah. because it legitimately was about the art. Yeah. Back then, you wanted to win that yeah. statue because it meant your studio yeah. was going to get a big recognition. Yeah. Your actor was going to get big. It meant something back then. Now I feel like. Yeah. You know. Yeah, I got the statue. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I mean, I, half the time they're yeah. talking about, oh yeah, where is it? I don't know. It's like in my bathroom or something. <laughs> like, really? Because I would have like the most epic yeah. display. Yeah. Like a shine. I, I. I. Yeah. Honestly, I would have. Have it in a display case yeah, I like I mean, on like a red satin or a red like silk pillow right. yeah mm-hmm. and how often do you hear we read about it all the time that they're in a pawn shop somebody goes yeah oh, look, i saw like, such and such fucking ridiculous a pawn shop. it's like what yeah i mean guys it's about the art it's about exactly. your craft and when you get that statue that means you were at the pinnacle of what you do. yeah i mean I, I just feel like it should mean agreed something. agreed so, now now i have this question for you do you have this need for speed? Yes, I do. Do you? Oh, yeah, because uh. I am constantly in the danger zone. <laughs> uh, I had the need for speed all the way home. All the time. Today, buddy. I, was, I was in that jet flying, and sometimes I swear I was inverted. I don't <laughs> <know>. <laughs> um, oh, my gosh. Talk about an iconic, epic movie. Yeah, seriously. Right? Oh, my gosh. Premiered in yeah. 1986. Top Gun, man. Dude, I got to tell you, I remember this fondly. Um, one, I love the movie. Two, I went with people that I just absolutely adore and mm-hmm. had a great time with friends and, and, and seeing the movie. Now. But literally, guys, if, if, if you weren't around then, if you're kind of like J-Lo's age or whatever, the, the movie was so massively popular that after the first weekend, 
the Navy used it as a recruiting tool. Oh, and they would have Navy recruiters outside of the theater yeah. signing people up. Damn. Everybody wanted to be a naval aviator. Everybody wanted to go into, you know, yeah. top gun and be you know, it was amazing yeah. seeing how many people were like after that movie came Do out. Do you think Top Gun started that trend cuz we just went and saw Captain Marvel and they were outside the I theater. I absolutely <laughs> think that, that Top Gun started that. Yeah. I, I really do. I mean, who everybody wanted to be that which, you know, yeah. the amount of people who actually get into Top Gun, yeah. you know, you know. And they say that. that. That was the best right. thing, though. That was the funniest thing. You see all these people coming out, and they're basically yeah. signing their lives away for they're four like, years yeah. in the Navy. Like, yeah, Top Gun, yeah, a fighter pilot. And I'm like, did you not just watch the, watch movie? the movie? It's almost impossible to get into Top Gun. Yeah. <laughs> Graduating from Top Gun's even harder, like, but and you just signed up, you're probably going to be on a submarine somewhere. Yeah. It's okay. It's okay. Thank you for your service, sir. <laughs> right. right. But yeah, I mean, come on. Everybody wanted to be Tom Cruise. Yeah. Maverick and Goose, right? Yeah. He didn't want to be. And it's funny that you brought up Captain Marvel because the movie was so popular that Captain Marvel... The cat is named Goose. Exactly. After Goose in Top Gun. In Top Gun. Captain Marvel is a fighter pilot. Exactly. Carol Danvers, so, yeah, just... And the new one's coming. Yeah, the new one's exactly. Coming. What's that next year? Are they two years? I think it's next year. Oh, shit. Yeah, they, I mean, it, I, I think they wrapped filming. It's been filming for, for a while now. So, yeah. Yeah. Nice. Well, yeah. Nice. All right, going to 2002, sticking with the Star Wars theme, I guess, <laughs> this week. Um, Star Wars Attack of the Clones opens in theaters. Now, out of the prequel, the middle one, the second one, that was my favorite because I I like it when he gets his arm cut off by uh, Count Dooku. Yeah. I'm just saying. Yeah. <laughs> Isn't this the one, too, that also had the epic lightsaber battle with Yoda? Yoda and yeah. Dooku, yeah. yeah. That was, like, yeah. yeah, pretty badass. To finally see Yoda. Kicking and, ass, yeah. Like this motherfucker training everybody, but like, I know. We finally got to see why he trained, yeah. Because Yoda was a badass, yeah. I mean, see, I feel like that whole trilogy, there were moments, yeah, there were that moments, were just like oh my god, that is so epic, and then the rest of it not, yeah, like, and so you kind of like you're overwhelmed with the not, but you got to remember those epic moments in, in that film. You're right when the arm is cut off, bad. yeah. And, uh, for me, yeah, Yoda flipping yeah, around, flipping around, Dooku and shit, yeah. <laughs> so badass i mean it's like i don't know yeah they finally got to use that puppet i know right <laughs> you know like, <laughs> that is hilarious guys got to take him off the hand for once god damn it hell beautiful. yeah it beautiful. hell yeah all right going to friday may 17th back in 1939 the first ever televised baseball game on nbc and it was a college game princeton defeating columbia two to one wow yeah wow back in the day yeah. Like when they when the hats were not flat bills and they were actually yeah, like Yeah, 1939. So really at the at the beginning of television. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's kind of like the the golden era and right there out of the gate kind of fresh, you Yeah. Know? That wow. Wow. I know, man. It's crazy. And now it's like supposedly America's pastime. But I mean, honestly, I don't know anymore. What is America's sport? Because people are so mad at football. I mean, people, I feel like, don't even really watch baseball anymore. I know I might get well, some hate no, from that. No, I mean, I feel like, first of all, you hear about all these huge baseball contracts. Yeah. And you hear about all these stadiums. And then you're right. If you turn on TBS or you turn it on on the weekend or whatever and you watch the game, there's like nobody there. Exactly. So how are they paying all exactly. these players? Uh, millions of, and for if it's through TV rights 
You know, because yeah. you know the broadcast networks pay to show the game. Why would they pay as much money as they're paying? Seriously, nobody's watching. Nobody. Like, I feel like baseball has become when the World Series is on, people tune in. Yeah, yeah. But other than that, nobody gives a shit, dude. And, the and freaking seasons are so long. But the only time I enjoy baseball is when I'm actually there in the environment and you yeah. know have a hot. Oh, dog. you're right. I mean, as a kid. Being taken to the game yeah. was one of my favorite things ever. Free hat, you'd get a helmet, yeah. you'd get your little bat, you know. And I can't tell you how many times. It was one of my favorite memories with my dad, you know, especially when we got to sit behind and, hey, yeah. better, better, better. Yeah. You know, you're all, you're the whole neighborhood, just yeah. like dads and the sons. And you, it, you're right. It, it, but I feel like it's just kind of lost that. I know. Man. It's, I mean, it's what, kind of a shame. Yeah. And you're right. I, football, I think. Football is America's pastime. Now you bring up. A See, I don't even think it is because hates everybody it. hates it. But when you tune in, there's jam-packed stadiums. You never see point. an empty Buffalo. Buffalo, <laughs> like Buffalo. There's yeah. nobody there. But every other stadium in the they're jam-packed. They're always sold out. Man. So I mean, I feel like maybe but you're right i mean the past couple of years yeah exactly i blame it on goodell though Dude, i'm gonna take some heat for that he's but, changed a lot of shit and he's in my opinion he'd send the hate my way send not Jalos, <laughs> but he's fucked up the nfl mm. i mean seriously yeah in my i was a pete rozell guy okay yeah. commissioner pete rozell and and the nfl thrived under pete rozell and paul tagliabue took what pete rozell did and built on it and mm-hmm. turned it into this epic thing that it was yeah and goodell has ruined it fucking all i'm just saying i mean so many fucking role changes man it's not even fun to watch anymore it's not it, it it's it's really not yeah you can't even touch anybody anymore exactly like, it's and, like not even a contact sport and <laughs> they make these epic catches but now they're not catches because he didn't take a step he's got to make a football move or yeah, something what, what like that, that? what's a football it, move it's like is the ball in his hand yeah then he caught it it doesn't matter if he took a fucking step or not he caught the fucking ball exactly I mean, stupid shit like that i think has ruined the game you're yeah. right and how we boy we can spin a category i know <laughs> I, I put yeah i put this one on there because you know frazier ended like earlier yeah, this week so i thought this one would be yeah, funny no it's fantastic uh and boy though like, i love how we get from baseball to we hate fucking po- football but okay. <laughs> um, 1990 cheer star kelsey Grammer. yeah this is big though because this was during the heyday yeah. of yeah you know frazier um 30 days dwi mm. um look look to Kelsey Grammer's credit, though, and it's one of the reasons why I really like Kelsey Grammer and I really respect him, he has never shied from it. Yeah. He had some issues. He mm-hmm. went through some turbulent times. He he was not always a nice guy when yeah. he was abusing alcohol and abusing some substances, and, and he... he not a nice guy. Yeah. He'll be the first one to tell you. I treated my wife like shit. Mm-hmm. I, I, I did all that. But the guy owned it. He's cleaned himself up. He's yeah. taken responsibility, and he's and he's had a nice little research. Much the RDJ route. Yeah, you know Kelsey was another one of those. Is like I need help. Yeah. I, I'm in bad shape. You got to stop just doing this yeah. shit. And 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 I, so much respect for the people who do that. Right. You know because there are so many of them that continuously keep taking the probation Agreed. and the slap on the wrist and just continuously keep fucking up. Exactly. It wasn't man. me. Somebody yep. else's fault. It wasn't me. It's freaking um, crazy, honestly. Just own your shit. Exactly. I think people will forgive you if yep. you just own your shit. Exactly. Like Kelsey Grammer. 
Yeah, I mean, two prime examples owning their shit. Kelsey Grammer, like, trying to do reboot Frasier right now, and Robert Downey Jr., fucking, like, the best actor in Hollywood. Biggest actor, definitely, in Hollywood right now. Absolutely. So. And for him, just beyond owned his shit. It's like, put me in jail. So I can learn my lesson, so I can get off this (laughs) shit, like... He knew it was the only way. This rehab shit, this probation shit, not what put me in jail. Exactly. I need help. Exactly. And boom. Yeah. So. Mm. Crazy, crazy. It is. I know, man. Well, on a lighter note, we're coming out to L.A. in a few weeks, man. We cannot wait. The permanent move is coming. Wait, did you hear that? Oh. Permanent. Permanent move. move. This isn't a trip. <laughs> this isn't we're going out. Permanent, guys. The ants are coming. That's right, man. The ants are coming. Be prepared. Make sure to follow us everywhere, especially on that YouTube channel, because we're going to start going back to our videos, and it's going to be in studio with your favorite guests, guys, for those interviews. It is. Like, it's going to be freaking phenomenal. You're going to see their facial reactions. We're going to get a little crazy. You already know. We are. I mean... Dude, we're coming out there with, with a mission. It ain't come. We ain't coming out there to be nice about. It. We are. We are coming out there to take Hollywood by storm. Exactly. I promise you, we are. You hear us say all the time, "Bigger than the mouse." Whatever it takes, mm-hmm. we're gonna do that. We're gonna. We are driven. We are passionate. Exactly. We are talented, and we are coming. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Make sure to follow us at all social media handles: Facebook, Twitter, Instagram at Crazy Ant Media, and that YouTube channel. Make sure to follow us both individually. Myself at JLo Fantastic everywhere, and. Crazy Ant Guy 1970. Yeah, that's right. That's right. And make sure to go to our website, crazyantmedia.com, where you can read our professional bios, see who we are, get to know us a little bit better. Go to that Inside the Crazy Ant Farm page and watch some of those older videos of some of our biggest guests. And go to our merchandise page where you can purchase a fantastic shirt that was designed by Tavia Maritovich and myself. Man, they just look they phenomenal. They are top-notch quality, too. Yeah. But yeah, man. And when I was up there visiting my mom, she got one, of course, mm-hmm. and loved it. The bonk yeah, one. Yeah, the bonk one. Ass. Yeah, it's a really good That one, shirt. I think, is the best seller, yeah, to be honest. Yeah, it's great. Bonk is great, and the quality, I was just really impressed with the quality of these shirts, man. And get you get you one. It'll last forever. You can wear it, like, every day. Exactly. And it would be fine. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Well, you know who else I think is going to last forever? The one and only. Oh, oh